Listen, I was thinking just now, would you like to have a little summer place up around here? We could build something at the far end of my parents' property, or somewhere else, or not at all. You choose. I can't think. I've never had so many choices in my life. It's time you had some, then. She had never been one who craved choices. In her mind, she stripped things bare to the core, and the core now was just her pure need to be with Jay always and forever. Houses, plans, things, all were unimportant beside that need. Have you decided where you want the wedding? Mother and Dad would be glad to have it at their apartment. Mother said she's already told you. A woman was supposed to be married from her own house, but when the home consisted of two cramped rooms in a renovated walk-up tenement, even the simplest ceremony presented a problem. Obviously, Jay's mother understood that, although with kindest tact she had not referred to it. Yes, it was a lovely offer. But in Jay's apartment, Jenny thought, it would seem a little bit like her own home. I'd like your place. Would that be all right, since that's where I'm going to be living? I'd love it, darling. I was hoping you'd want to. So now that's settled. One thing more and we'll be all settled. What about your office? Do you want to stay where you are or come to my firm's building? There's going to be some available space on the 15th floor. Stay where I am, Jay. My clients would be intimidated, scared to death on Madison Avenue. All my poor, broken-down women with their miserable problems and their shabby clothes. It would be cruel. Besides, I couldn't afford to move like that anyway. Jay grinned and ruffled her hair. Independent cuss, aren't you? When it comes to my law practice, yes. She answered seriously. She supposed that his practice must mean as much to him as hers did to her. After all, why else would he have chosen it and stayed in it? But she couldn't imagine anyone, certainly not herself, caring as deeply about wills and trusts and litigation over money as about people. The battered wives, abused children, dispossessed families, and all the other pitiable souls who came asking for help. Yet no one could be more kind and caring than Jay. And money, after all, did grease the world's wheels, didn't it? Obviously, then, somebody had to take care of it. At the foot of the hill, they could see the setter's tail waving above dead weeds. The children were now stooped over. What on earth are they doing? Jay asked. Collecting leaves. I bought scrapbooks for Sue and Emily to take to science class. You think of everything. They're going to love you, Jenny. They do already. He looked at his watch. Hey, we'd better call them. My mother's having an early lunch so we can get back to the city by their bedtime. The two-lane blacktop road past dairy farms and apple growers' wide, level spreads. Little old houses with battered swings on front porches stood close to big red barns. Horses in their shabby winter coats drooped their heads over wire fences. Here and there, a glossy white-painted house at the end of a gravel drive bordered with rhododendrons and azaleas proclaimed ownership by some local banker, or, more likely still, by some city family who enjoyed its two or three summer months of rural peace. I can't believe my noisy little rooms in New York are only hours away, Jenny said. When the winter brown fields gave way to the town, they entered the main street. Here, chain stores, gas stations, a bowling alley, a pizza parlor, a red brick consolidated high school, a Ford dealership, a dingy movie theater, and three or four new low office buildings reflected modern times, while a saddlery, a volunteer fire department, and a feed store with a sign above the front entry, founded 1868, spoke of a life that had been and was now changing. As I remember it, the town was half the size when Dad bought our place, Jay remarked. Do you think of this as your true home? Not yet. Maybe someday when I'm my parents' age. 
You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to give up their New York apartment and stay here all year now that Dad's selling the factory and retiring. Mrs. Wolfe was spreading compost over a rose bed at the side of the house when they drove up. She straightened, took off her gardening gloves, and spread her arms to the little boy who ran into them. Did you have a good ride, Donnie? Did you see the horses? The girls interrupted. We went to the academy, but Donnie didn't want to get on the pony. Daddy promised us chocolate bars, but the stores were all closed. A good thing, too, or you wouldn't eat any lunch. And we've a beautiful chocolate cake for dessert. The grandmother smiled at Jenny. I hope we haven't tired you out this weekend. No, Mrs. Wolf, I could walk ten miles a day through these hills. Well, I'm sure Jay will take you up on that sometime. Let's go in, shall we? Jenny stepped aside to let the other woman precede her into the house. She must be careful to remember every little nicety. It was only natural to feel unease in the presence of one's future husband's parents.